0: Good morning, Clubhouse, and welcome to the Third Thoughts Podcast. My name is Andrew Dixon, and I am coming to you very briefly this morning uh, (laughs) because I don't have a lot of battery on my phone right now. So this is going to be exceedingly brief. But uh, I do hope that something that I say today resonates with you and offers uh, encouragement on your journey of faith. And so in getting started this morning, the title of today's episode is Thorns. Now, I want to start this episode by saying that on on Clubhouse, right, on Clubhouse, there's a lot of rooms talking about what women ought to be doing, what women ought not to be doing. From men who are doing things that they shouldn't be doing and not doing the things that they should be doing now if you're listening to this and you're one of those men and you say oh you sound like a simp you are free to leave because i really don't care i'm too advanced of an adult i'm not talking about being better than somebody but i'm in the stage of adulthood where I'm able to see some of the nonsense and I'm just unbothered by your opinions about my opinion. Because let's be clear, you wouldn't be here if a man and a woman had not procreated. See, we need each other. Adam wasn't walking around yelling at Eve, talking about accountability. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't her fault that sin came into the world. It was his. So the onus is on both of us. We need to look out for each other, but more importantly, at the very essence of male and female relationships, no matter what the culture or background we weren't made to be alone. It's not good for a man to be alone. But yet still, I don't want to be on the sofa. Outside. I felt myself about to go there, man. But, but it's so true, man. You have individuals that's telling men, well, you need to sit back and wait. Do this and the other totally going against scripture one thing that I realize is that some of the things that make it to the mainstream are so against God and his purposes for us, dude. It's so real out here. But all of this does tie in to today's title. And so here it goes. One day and this this Not an analogy, but this way of looking at relationships came to my mind. So many times, whether male or female, we are we are tempted to look at the other person and we can we can see like what scripture says. uh, We can see. You know, we we want to pluck the little speck of dust out of our partner's eye, but can't see the beam that's in our own eye, the huge log that's in our own eye. And what does the Lord Jesus say? The Lord the Lord Jesus says that when looking at these things, he said, first take the plank out of your own eye that you may see clearly enough to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And so with information, this this sort of metaphor came to mind because it, it is taken from a real event. I, I was walking one time and uh, I came across a rose and it was a really beautiful looking rose, man. Like it was bright red. Looked like it had just bloomed, man. It was, it was something to see. I mean, even the stalk was like a, a really nice green, man. It was, it was nice, man. And so, I, I did. I plucked it right. And, but it had all of these thorns on it. And. The thought came to mind, because I'm trying to figure out how can I get these thorns off, and I, I, something just came to mind to do, and I tried it. I took my thumb, and I placed it on the side of the thorn, and I just sort of broke it off. And it did. It snapped off, and it didn't damage the stalk. It was nice and smooth. And so I said, oh, okay. And so I went through the process of one by one just plucking these thorns off of this rose. And eventually, it became a smooth, smooth stalk, beautiful rose, great stem. And I was able to give it then to somebody. And they were pleased to receive it. Now, why am I saying that? Because recently, because I've used this, this metaphor, this analogy, Um, in some clubhouse rooms where I've gone into some of the relationship rooms trying to speak, you know, some encouragement to people who are looking at relationships, I feel in the wrong way. And so what came to mind recently, before I get to that, let me let me go back to that analogy. What does that mean, the plucking off of it? We we all go into relationships, whether it's marriage relationships or just friendships. We have thorns. We have things from our past that we are struggling with. Believe it or not, your parents have thorns. My parents have thorns. You know, these, you know, and it's interesting. Uh St. Paul the Apostle, he once said, you know, he had there was something that he was going through, and he sought the Lord in prayer three times about this thing. Because he knew that if he did not have this this issue, whatever it was. And some people have suggested that it was like a speech impediment or some sort of handicap, and I said no, because Saint Paul the apostle had been shipwrecked, he had been beaten, lashed for the gospel, all kinds of stuff. So I don't think he would have he would necessarily been been harping too much on a on a physical handicap. This seems a lot deeper, especially when we look at the scriptures where it talks about him saying. You know, uh, the things that he he knows that he should do, he doesn't. But the things that he knows that he should not do, that's what he does. And he talks about this this back and forth in his faith, trying to figure out why it is he was doing the things that he was doing, right? And so he, he's beseeching the Lord because he calls what this whatever this thing is, he calls it a what? A thorn in the flesh. How many of us got some things that we don't know how they got there? But we know that they aren't good things and we know that they are things that God does not want us to be doing. But we do it anyway. The things that we know to do, we don't do. But the things that we know we shouldn't do, those are the very things that we do. I like what he followed it up with. He said, oh, wicked man that I am. Who can save me from the body of this death? He said, I thank God always through Jesus Christ. And so when he goes to pray, these three times about whatever this thorn in the flesh was. He and I did not even think about this when the title came, but here it is. And so, amen, Holy Spirit. And so what he what he does is after he prays, this is what the Lord Jesus responds to him with. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. And St. Paul goes on to say after he received that word from the Lord, that answer to his prayer, he said. Therefore, I, I, you know, he he doesn't look down on his shortcomings. He glories in them, he says, because when I am weak, then am I strong because he recognizes Christ's strength can be worked out way more in his weakness than in his thinking that he can handle it himself. I think that's what it says. And so you and I have thorns in our flesh, things that we need the Lord's grace for every day. I know I have some things, things that I've struggled with for a long time. But one of the things that I get from this is this. I look at it and I say to myself sometimes, what if this is my thorn in the flesh? Sometimes I ask God, is this my thorn in the flesh? Because why did St. Paul want this out of his life? Because he said, it is written, he said he would be perfect if this if this thing was not there. And that's what I think about my thought. If I didn't have this issue, I could probably handle everything else wrong with me. But maybe that thing that you struggle with the most is the thing that keeps you on your knees every day. Maybe my thing keeps me on my knees every day, keeps me relying on the power of the Lord Jesus, especially in ministry. Because if I didn't have it, I know I'd be an arrogant mess out here, worse than I am tempted to be at times. But there's another element to these thorns that I want to share with you before I have to shut it down for the day. Well, bring it to a close. The Lord Jesus Christ was wrongfully accused, sent to jail, beaten, scourged. They, they ridiculed him by placing a, a robe on him and placing a crown made of thorns on his head. He carried his cross with that crown of thorns on his head. See, death by crucifixion was was to be looked at as a as a shameful way of dying. And to add insult to injury, they placed a crown of thorns on his head. But he carried that cross and he wore that crown so that we Anybody who comes to him would be saved because of his sacrifice of his life for us. And God raised him up from the dead on the third day after his burial so that we could be redeemed back to the father and have eternity as our home when this life is over for us. You ain't got to believe me. Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved from the wrath that is coming upon the children of disobedience. Anybody who refuses to call on the name of the Lord Jesus for salvation. He carried that. And what does the Lord Jesus say for us to do? He says, anybody who wants to be a disciple of his, this is the criteria that he must lay down, his, he, he, that he must deny himself, pick up his cross daily and follow him. That doesn't excuse you ladies. If you want to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, you have to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow him daily. We all have to men, women and children. And so my question to you is this, since we have all of these conversations and opinions about relationships If you are a believer and you carry these thoughts and opinions within yourself, can you pluck off the thorns off of your spouse and wear them on your head? Can you carry can you pick up your cross, deny yourself, deny your opinions, deny your petty differences in what you think about the person next to you, no matter the relationship? Can you and I? Because I'm not excluded from this. So the encouragement is for me as well can we deny ourselves and pick up our cross and follow the lord because i want to encourage you in this i think it's been time out. i think it's time out for all of this terrible relationship talk that doesn't bring us closer together, but divides us even more. Can we daily go through the process of plucking the thorns off of our spouse one at a time until that that stem is nice, smooth, green, That rose is bright, vibrant red, and we can then take that flower and much like the story at the beginning, present it back to God in the hopes to hear that beautiful, beautiful phrase, well done, good and faithful servant. That's my question for today. Can we do that? Can we do it? Can we try to do it? Because what I see a lot of is we're pointing the fingers at each other's thorns, not recognizing the thorns on ourselves. We pointing out the thorns in somebody else's flesh, not looking at the thorns in our own. Here's another bit of encouragement that just came in. Can we pluck our own thorns off the ones that we can? Can we focus on our own thorns for a minute before we try to pluck somebody else's off? And so that's all I wanted to encourage us all with today. Because what comes to mind right now as I close. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father God. You know, that crown of thorns, was to shame the Lord. They tried to ridicule him. Sometimes, sometimes our past, you know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes people try to, they try to ridicule us, they try to make us feel bad for the hope that we believe in. May we remember the Lord Jesus. He despised the shame and endured it to the end. Can we do the same? Can we lean on him to do the same? We can't do it by ourselves, but we can lean on his strength. What did he say? He said his strength is made perfect in our weakness. All we have to do is say, Lord, I'm weak in this area. Help me. Remember my frame. By your grace, help me. He despised that shame. There's shame attached to our thorns. But he wore it. And now he doesn't have to any longer wear that crown of thorns. Because now he he is robed in majesty, not those dirty, tattered robes that they use to try to ridicule him. He's robed in majesty. He has his eternal crown back on his head. He has the crown of lordship on right now. What does that mean? If we're in him, when we receive him as our Lord and Savior, he trades our crown and he says he has a crown prepared for us, for those who love him. for those who go through the daily grind of trying not to be the person they was yesterday. Come on, y'all. He wants to take those dirty robes off and put on a fresh garment on us, a fresh robe. There's a heavenly vestment waiting for us. So let's pray let's seek after him and let's try to do this thing. All right. I love y'all. God loves you more. This has been the Third Thoughts Podcast. Again, my name is Andrew Dixon, your host. And it has been a joy to present today's episode to you thorns and i hope uh that this has encouraged you and if it has please share the replay with those you know share the episode with those you know so that more people would be encouraged god bless you take care god grace you have a wonderful day bye-bye